I just have this strong in my heart to minister on the goodness of God tonight. And I want to thank Pastors Mark. I want to thank God for our church. Thank God for our pastors, our wonderful church, wonderful staff. Thank God that He has anointed us and appointed all of us for such a time as this. Amen. God, thank you for your word tonight. I thank you that you're good, not some of the time and not even most of the time, but all of the time. And you are thoroughly good and you, uh, there is no shadow of turning with you. So tonight, Lord, as we approach your word, help us to be not only encouraged and built up, but help us to be emboldened to be ministers of the good new covenant in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Amen. I don't know about you, but I thought last year it was bad. Last March, April, May. I'm talking about bad news, you understand. But I'd, who, who of us would have thought that it would go from bad to worse as far as the news was concerned? And I'm not, I'm not here to pick on any newscast, but I'm just saying situations around us are really pretty terrible. <laughs> it's really hard to find a good report. So that's why I feel so encouraged and emboldened tonight to emphasize the goodness of God. My first scripture tonight, and I'll have to call it our text, is Psalm 27, verse 13. It reads like this in the King James Version. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Let me say that again. I had fainted or I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That scripture right at face value tells me that uh, you don't see the goodness of God by accident. It must be intentional on the part of the believer to determine in him or herself, and that's right, I said him or herself, uh, to, sorry about that, to, to, to seek God so, and, and to take a stand to see goodness yes. right here amen. in the, can I say it, the nasty now and now. Yes, can God be good in the first century? Can God be good in the 5th century? Can He be good in the 20th century? Is He any less good in the 21st century? He is the same. Somebody say it yesterday. Say it. Say it. Yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Now, about good news, let's look at Isaiah 52, verse 7. I like this kind of news. I don't know about you, but I like this. This is in the New International Version in Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring... Come on, say it again. Who bring what? Good news. Who proclaim peace. Who bring good tidings. Who proclaim salvation. How about it? Who say to Zion, your God reigns. I just came by today. I'm borrowing from Pastor Mark. I just dropped by tonight to tell you that God reigns, not the Taliban. I just dropped by to tell you that God reigns, not ISIS. I came by to tell you that God reigns, not the U.S. government, not the French government, not the German government. Come on, not Iran. God reigns. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As much, how many times do you see in the news that God reigns? Not a whole lot. So we need to be encouraged in this that who reigns? God God reigns. Who's the judge of all the earth? 
God is the judge of all the earth. So let me just go through a couple of thoughts here. First of all, you know this, but I need to remind you about this. It doesn't hurt to be reminded about some of these truths. God is good. Oh, thank you. God's goodness is a major component of the kingdom of God. Just a thought. So much so that it appears that I, I feel fairly safe in saying that you can almost say the kingdom of God is almost equal to the kingdom of good. You can almost put them side by side. If you don't have the kingdom of God, you don't have the kingdom of good. And if you're not seeing any good, then you're not looking at the kingdom of God. Now, Pastor Tom, how could you be so bold in saying that? Well, let's look at a few scriptures, and I don't expect you to keep up with this, because this is going to be for the sake of time. I haven't asked our friends in high places to throw all these scriptures up, up there on there, so I'm going to go, put your seatbelt on. Here we go. Psalm 34, 8 says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Psalm 107, 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is, for his mercy endures forever. Jeremiah 29, 11, in the New Living Translation says that I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. They are plans for and not for... Thank you. You guys are doing real great tonight. Uh, Not plans for disaster to give you a future and a hope. It says in James 1.17, now you could put that up there. Everybody's got to see this with their own eyes. Every good and perfect gift is from Washington, D.C., Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I misread that? Every good and perfect gift is from the Libertarian Party. It's from the Democratic Party. What does it say? What does the Word of God say tonight? Every good and perfect gift comes from where? From above. Hallelujah. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Let's look at, I I mean, I'm going to, yeah, you could look at Matthew 4.23 in the New International Version. They'll put up that for you. Jesus went throughout Galilee teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming what? Good news of the kingdom. I'm telling you the kingdom and good go together, friends. And healing every disease and sickness among the people. Now, I'm just going to race through some of this. Matthew 7.11 says, he is the good father that gives good things to them that ask. Luke 12.32 says that God's, it is God or the father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In John 10.14, he is the good shepherd, Jesus is, that lays down his life for the sheep. In Romans 1.16, both in Amplified and the NLT says, Paul is not ashamed of the good news of Christ. Hallelujah. Romans 10.17 in the NLT says, faith comes by hearing the good news about Christ. Romans 2.4 says the goodness, that, that it is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. Now, I'm almost done with racing through these. I'll slow down in a minute. Hallelujah. I almost had to switch in Espanoli. 2 Thessalonians 1.11. It says that God fulfills all the good pleasure of His goodness toward us. Now, you could read this in 2 Chronicles 6.41d. They'll put that up for you. Skip down to the D part that says, Let thy saints rejoice in Goodness, Hallelujah. Now, let's look at Romans 8, 28, racing through some more. We're almost done with the race, folks. Are you gonna, <laughs> I know it seems like Pastor Tom is hyperventilating, but time marches on, friends. Time marches on. And I'm redeeming the time. 
the God that works all things out for good for those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Praise the Lord. Now, Psalm 107, 8 says, God satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. It says in Ephesians 2 and verse 10, we are created in Christ Jesus for what kind of works? Good works. Philippians 2.13 in the NIV says, it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His, what kind of purpose? Good purpose. Hallelujah. That's the NIV, but good pleasure, right? And Romans 12.21, we're admonished to overcome evil with what? Good. Boy, this is, I'm almost running out of breath. Psalm 23, 6 says, uh, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. Look what it says in Genesis 12, 2. They'll put that up there for you. <laughs> Genesis 12, 2 in the Amplified, it says this. Dispensing good to Listen, I will make you, speaking of Abraham, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favor, and make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing doing what? Dispensing good to others. Now, I'm going to have to just say this. You either got to be dishonest or deluded if you can't see that in the kingdom of God there's a whole lot of good going on. You'd have to be dishonest. You know, it just appears to me that God is good. It, it just, yeah, it just appears to me that Jesus is good, who went about doing what? Good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. It just seems that the Holy Ghost is good. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. So the Holy Ghost was involved in that good stuff. And it, it appears to me that His Word is good. It appears to me that His plan and His purposes are good, according to Jeremiah. It seems to me that his gifts are good according to James that we just read. It appears to me that his works are good. And it appears to me that he has established the kingdom of priests, that's you and me, to dispense good to others after the legacy of Abraham. Hallelujah. Somebody shout. Hallelujah. Now, everybody, take a deep breath. Listen, in Exodus 33, 18 and 19 in the King James Version, Moses said, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Now, I want to point this out. You've seen this before. This is not original to me, but it's, it's alive in me. Hallelujah. I hope it's alive in you. When Moses said, show me your glory in verse 18, in verse 19, the Lord responded by saying, I will make all my what? All my goodness pass before you. Now, catch this. Moses asked to see the glory. We're praying for the glory, right? As surely as I live, saith the Lord, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. His glory shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Now watch this. Can't you see how when when Moses asked for uh, the opportunity to see his glory, God said, okay, I'll show it to you. I'm going to cause all my goodness to pass before you. Can you see that his goodness and his glory are almost one and the same? I've heard teaching before that it's weighty with everything good. Wow, I like that. How about you? Now, there's a reason why that's important. Because God himself is referencing his glory by referencing, or I should say describing his glory by referencing his goodness. And if, friend, if we faint in a day when we're believing God 
for goodness. I, like the psalmist David said in Psalm 27, what was our, what was our verse? I would have fainted except I would have believed to see the goodness of God. I can almost say I would have fainted unless I would have believed to see the glory of God right here in my lifetime, right here in the 21st century. Earlier you agreed with me when you told me, you said, yes, God was good in the, you know, God was, God was good in the first century and in the fifth century and in the 20th century and even now in the 21st century. But the same way that he's good then, he was also, his glory was good then, full of glory, right? And what's any different today? He's the same. Amen. That's right. We have a leg to stand on, so to speak, when we're believing God for the glory of God. And you might ask me, Pastor Tom, what does that look like? Well, for one tonight, it looks like goodness to me. It looks like good things, praise God. He's, he's in the business of doing good, hallelujah, and has commissioned us to do good. Now, I, I found this scripture that really blessed me. What is our response now in a world that is so wanting and lacking in goodness? Let's look at 2 Thessalonians 1.11. We'll start in the King James Version. And I want to slow down. Sometimes you have to slow down to capture what God is trying to say. Okay, let's look at this in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11 in the King James Version. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of His calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness, and the work of faith with power. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in Him according to the grace of God. And the Lord Jesus Christ. I want, I want you to notice that everything in Psalms 27 and whatever that verse was where I would have fainted except I would have believed. Faith is involved in bringing goodness into our world or causing it to manifest in our world. Bringing goodness, bringing good news in our world. Now let me read this from the New International Version. Ooh, this is good. Listen to this. How many are okay with Pastor Tom enjoying this? This is really, really good. New International Version, verse 11 and 12. With this in mind... We constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling, that by His power He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness. Are you, wait a minute, I got to slow down. I got to maybe say it soft. Maybe I'll say it soft. I'll say it medium. And I'll say it loud. And maybe you'll get some of what this is saying. It says that by His power, He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness. Your desire. How many of you have friends, family, uh, even people that you don't know, like the poor Afghan people that were just believing God that they'd be able to escape as much as possible, especially believers of the household of faith. They'd be able to escape. Our hearts go out. We have a desire for something good to happen there. Is that right? But look what it says, bring you to fruition your every desire for goodness and that your every deed prompted by what? Prompted by faith. 
We pray this, that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it, herein is our, my Father glorified, said Jesus, that you bear much what? Fruit. Let's bring to fruition the goodness. I want to see people raised up. How about you? And you at home, don't you believe for one minute that we've forgotten about you. We are lifting you up. You in that hospital room. God has his hand on you. You that are gasping for breath. It won't always be that way. The hand of the Lord is upon you. And I say to you in the name of Jesus, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And you're part of the army of God. Rise up and be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. I'm stirred up now. Who's stirred up with me in the house? Hallelujah. These are matters of life and death. I'm glad, I, I'm glad somebody agreed with me on the second row. These are matters of life and death. And I remind you that being a real Christian in the 21st century is not an issue of convenience. It's an issue of conviction. We are not serving Jesus and walking in the kingdom of God because it's convenient. Because it's air conditioned. Because it's a bless me club. We are walking in this kingdom because of conviction. We're standing for our families because of conviction. We're standing for our members, the members of this church. We're standing for families. We're standing for children. We're standing for moms and dads and marriages. Because of conviction. You are a part of us. You need to get this. You at home. You are a part of us. And we're not going to let go of you. We're not going to let go in any way, shape, or form. Because your father hasn't let go of you. You rise up and receive it. And in case you're running a little weary, I understand that situations can get weary. But like, like Aaron did when they raised up Moses' hands, you lift up the rod of God. We're lifting you up on either side. We're not going to let the devil take you out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know that these things shall turn by your supply of prayer and the supply of the Spirit. Hallelujah. It is so. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So friends, uh, we've got to contend for the goodness of God. The psalmist, once again, he said, I would have fainted except I would have believed. Now that tells me that he had to get into a place of faith. And that the circumstances were contrary. We're talking about a man. I mean, if we read the whole psalm, which we could, but let's, I'm just going to borrow from Psalm 3. How are they increased that trouble me? How are they uh, increased that say of my soul, there is no help for, uh, for him in God. But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're the glory and you're the lifter up of my head. Amen. I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. God sees you and God hears you. And you know what? In the spirit, we hear you too. And we're joining arms with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. It's a good thing to have a good, strong company. You don't need, you do not need a weak company. You don't need, I mean, you, 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 you need empathy and sympathy, but you really need faith buddies that will stand with you in a time of temptation and trial. 
Hallelujah. And I know what I'm talking about. I'm looking at a sister where a brother was raised from the dead over there practically, right? Isn't that right, Melva? Hallelujah. I'm telling you. Prayer and faith knows no distance in the realm of the Spirit. I'm looking to somebody up in, the, up in the booth that God did a miracle in her son's eyeballs. I'm telling you right now, things like that don't just happen. It comes by people believing to see the goodness of God in the land of the living right here. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. People contending for the goodness of God. Make do will not do. There are no deals with the devil. There's no deals with COVID. Ha ha ha. I said ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Look what it says in 1 Peter 4, 7 in the Amplified Bible. I'm skipping a little bit. But the end and culmination of all things, 1 Peter 4, 7 in the Amplified, they'll get it up there, I'm sure. The end and culmination of all things has now come near. Keep sound-minded and self-restrained and alert. Be alert. For what? For the practice of what? Prayer. I'm so glad. I am so glad that I go to a praying church. I'm so glad I have a praying pastor. I'm so glad that we have partners in this, in this ministry that know how to get into the presence of God using all manner of prayer. No holds barred. In the spirit, I'm talking about. There's more than one kind of prayer. If you've been around here for more than a year, you're going to know and you're going to hear and follow after. It's more important. Listen to me, friend. It's more important for you to catch the spirit of faith and catch the spirit of prayer than to have a nice little Bible study. They didn't get this from a nice quarterly. They came by this by following after God and hanging around people. They caught the spirit of prayer. They caught the spirit of faith. And now they're saying the same thing. And now we're saying the same thing. And operating in the spirit of faith and in the spirit of prayer. Prayer by the spirit. Prayer in English. Prayer in understanding. The prayer of intercession. The prayer of agreement. Hallelujah. Binding and loosing. All these wonderful things. It just You could get excited going to a church like this. I said you could get excited going to a church like this. Hallelujah. Pray, praise God. Man, we're doing pretty good here. I just want to remind you that as you contend for the goodness of God, that you are not fighting against flesh and blood. You know this already, saints. You know this. Whatever is coming upon you and against you. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are acting out like demon child, but you're not fighting against people. You're fighting against principalities and power. We're not fighting each other. That's what the devil would love to do. He would love to get you to play the game. You know, this versus that. The Democrats versus the other folks. And this, that, and the other thing. And this, this, this brother versus that brother. But that, we don't play that game here. I said we don't play that game here. Because we understand that our battle is not with each other. Our battle is in the spirit realm. And so we know about putting on the armor of God. We know about the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. We know about the belt of truth. We know about the shield of spirit. We know about the sword of spirit. We know about the shoes. uh, uh, The the gospel preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel shoes. How many of you have gospel shoes? Now, now, just just so that we don't... That we bring 
it into context of tonight's message. Didn't mean to say this stuff, but it's got these nice spiky things because we can't let good news slip. Don't you let the goodness of God slip in your life. Don't you let the goodness of God slip in your family. Don't you let the goodness of God slip, slip out of your business. You get right in there. You put those feet down and you stand firm. And at the end of that, of that scripture in Ephesians chapter, thank you. And if you thank you, brother Raul, at the end of Ephesians there in six, it says, having done all to stand, what are you supposed to do? Stand. Hallelujah. You stand. We're not going anywhere. Well, you know, times are hard. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. You know what? When you're planted by the river of water, you won't even notice. Man, it's mighty hot in here. It's like, it is? I didn't even notice. I'm planted by the river of water. Did you ever read Psalm 1 before in your whole life? We're planted. We're not letting the goodness of God slip. Say, I'm not going to let it slip. I'm not going to let it slip. I want you to turn in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 and 19 in the Passion Translation. And I hope I'm not taking too much time. Everybody still in the game here? Hallelujah. All right, listen, listen to this. It says in Ephesians 6 verse 18 and 19 in the Passion Translation uh, uh, somewhere in there. Pray passionately. Did you get that? Pray passionately in the Spirit. Oh, you guys at Heart of Bay, you guys are always getting so excited. Well, how about calling it passionate? It says the effectual fervent prayer. Come on. Fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Not the, is, is to say the casual prayer. We're fervent about these things. In other words, I mean it. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're on the one-yard line, we're, we're on the one-yard line. We're about to get us a touchdown. And right when it's hardest, when it says, hop, hop, and everybody is on that line, we're going to go, ah, we're going for the goal. I said we're going for the goal. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says pray passionately. Now listen to this. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. This is not a one-time thing. I mean, thank God that if you could tune in to pastors on prayer encounter, and thank God if when we ever get this thing going, we're praying here at church, thank God you could do that. But it says at all times. Yes. Grab this Christian. Yeah. I, don't, I, wasn't, I don't know exactly where this was. Oh, it's in Peter's. Later on, it says, it says that uh, be... Yeah, in fact, I already read, be, be ready for prayer at all times. Because we're living in the last days. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Boy, I need to take a break. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. So you know what? We're real nice to people, but we are not going to mess around with the devil. We're not going to mess around. So what are some keys for contending for God's goodness in our world, uh, in our neighborhood, in our family? Well, number one, follow God's plan, not yours. Amen. Amen. And how are you going to find out his plan? You know this stuff, church. You're pretty sharp. You've been taught really well. His plan is in his word. But specifically, the word that his that has been uttered under the unction, whether you're reading it or you're speaking it or you hear it come forth from this pulpit. It's the uttered word that it's alive, that rhema word. You follow that and you could be assured that God is speaking to you. That's God's plan. Now, there's a little fine point in there. One day I was reading, and I'll paraphrase this 
uh, just for the sake of time. But in Numbers 13, uh, the, it, it's the story of when, when Moses sent the spies in and so forth, and the 12 went and 10 brought an evil report and what have you. And then Joshua and Caleb, you know, they said, hey, come on, let's, let's do this. We got this. The people are bred for us. Their strength is departed from them. We got this. Let's go up at once. And, but the 10 was just like, man, don't, don't even think about it. It's too big. It's too much. How about this? It costs too much or it's too far out. We can't do this. We don't have enough people. We're not big enough. You need to be bigger than... Did you see how big they were? Well, we saw we were like grasshoppers. And so they were like grasshoppers. But the point I wanted to make here is that they did not go up at once. Is that right? But what's, what's so interesting is to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. We have to listen intently to what the Spirit of God is Don't you just go out and grab you a scripture and say, Well, I'm going to stand on that. Well, let's back up just a little bit, a little fine point here. In Numbers 14, uh, of course, you have uh, 8 and 9. Numbers 14, 8 and 9 says, If the Lord delight in us, He will then bring us into this land and give it us the land which flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. That's Joshua and Caleb talking, right? But look what happened. You know, the other ones brought an evil report. We can't do it. We can't do it. Let's just skip. That's the bad news. Who wants bad news tonight? But here, here's what's interesting. The Lord then said, all right, first of all, the ten spies, did you know that the ten spies with the evil report, did you know that they died before the Lord with the plague? Boom, they got zapped. But somebody else got a good idea. How many know it's not time to follow good ideas? We need God ideas. So they saw the ten spies die and they said, ooh, Oh, I got an idea. Look what they say in, in verse 40. They rose up early in the morning and got up into the top of the mountain saying, Lo, we are, we are here and we'll go up to the place which the Lord has promised for us because we had sinned, right? And they went on to say, and Moses, Moses tried to correct it in verse 41. says, hey, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wherefore, what are you doing this to transgress the commandment of the Lord? God already said, all of y'all are dying in the wilderness. It's over. You guys had your chance. Now, <laughs> but, but they, they said, oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. We're going to go up. We could take this on. We could take this Moses, Moses says, don't do that. The word of the Lord already went forth. He already said, it's over. You guys had your chance. But see, these people made up their mind that, oh yeah, that's some stale word that came from last week. We don't need last week's word, friends. We don't need the filling and the direction of God from last week. You need to know that you're sharp, Christian. Listen to what God is saying. So look what, what they did. They rose up early in the morning, got up to the mountain, saying, Lo, we're here. Let's go up to this place. Moses tried to help him and says, Why are you doing this, that you transgress the commandment of the Lord? It shall not prosper. And then he's trying to help them. Don't go up, for the Lord is not among you, that you be not smitten before your armies. And then look at in verse 43. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are before you, and you shall fall by the sword. What are you doing? What are you thinking? And But look at what it says in verse 44. But they presume to go up into the hill. Nevertheless, the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. That's another way of saying that another way of saying the glory was not with them. The goodness was not with them. So they thought, oh, we got this. We got this. Did they got this? Look what happened to them. It says then uh, they, they presumed 
Uh, and then in verse 43, it says, The Amalekites came down, the Canaanites, which dealt in the land, and smote them and discomforted them, even to Hormah. In other words, they whooped them. <laughs> they whooped them. Why? They weren't listening to the word of the Lord. Christian, here's a fair warning to you. Do not live in this day and age. Do not live on automatic pilot. Don't just say, oh, I'm just going to come to church this Sunday. You know, I'm here with pastor. going to say, oh, yeah. Oh, what a good word. Yay. Okay, then you don't show up for six months. And you're still, you're still going in this direction. And you're not heeding the word of the Lord, either from our pastor or for, for what God's trying to speak to you. And you think it's all good. It's a dangerous place to be. Stay connected. Stay connected to your church. Stay connected to your pastor. Stay connected to one another. Somebody said hallelujah. Well, I thought that would be helpful. Hallelujah. Here's another thought. Trust God's plan, not your plan. Sometimes you've got to pray. Not sometimes. We've already established that we have to we have to establish the fact that you need to contend for the goodness of God. How are you going to do it? You're going to do it through prayer, through taking dominion, and through taking a stand. Not just for yourself, but for everything that He, that he inspires you to take a stand in. Hallelujah. Now here's a good one for you. Genesis 50:20. I love this, uh, how we overcome evil with good. And I'm getting ready to wind it down. I'm fixing. Somebody say, thank God. I'm fixing. No, not too many people said, thank God. Okay, good. Genesis 50:20, Amplified Bible. As for you, said Joseph, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring about many people that many people should be kept alive as they are this day. Here you have a situation that it may not always be convenient to be sold and to be thrown into a pit. It may not be convenient to be sold into Potiphar's house. It may not be convenient for Joseph to be falsely accused and then sold, uh, brought into the dungeon. And it may not be convenient for him to be forgotten by the butler and by the cook and the baker. <laughs> but the time came where he went from the, from the dungeon to up to the palace. Hallelujah. And he did, he lived his life not by convenience, but he lived his life by conviction. And I'm just here to tell you that we are here. Somebody say, hold the line. Hold the line. There are some places where God has placed you that it may not be comfortable for now, but you're going to put those gospel good shoes on. You're going to hold the line. Hold the line. No, nothing against people that have left California. <laughs> but us in California, we got a little fight on our hands. You know what I'm talking about. We got a fight for godliness. We got people that are confused whether they're a boy or girl and stuff, stuff like this. And I say, Lord, I'm not, we love everybody. I just want you to know that. We love everybody. But if you can't figure out some basic things uh, and they're trying to force that on your children, that gets really difficult, really hard. People are really needy in understanding, I'm saying. There's a lot of needs. Amen. There's a lot of needs. There's a lot of homelessness. Isn't that right? You see the confusion. There's a lot of people suffering in their minds. Uh, it's 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 a, a degree of suffering that's hard to it's hard to bear to, to witness it. You want to do something about it, but that's where you put your gospel shoes down. You put your shoes down in the earth and say, "We're here in California. We're going to hold the line. We shall see the glory of God in California. Hallelujah! We shall see the glory of God in California. We shall see the goodness of God in California." 
We shall see the goodness of God in the young. We shall see the goodness of God in the old. We shall see the goodness of God in the in-between. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. But, we're, but, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share a couple of words and then I'm almost done here. This, this really strikes me in Romans 12, 21. Uh, follow these in New International Version. It says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. See, you can't allow yourself to faint and feel like, oh, I mean, I don't know about you, but last year when, when this whole pandemic thing started hitting, it was like exhausting, like figure out how you're going to do shopping. You have to get up at four in the morning and wait in line for an hour and a half. And the line is go wraps around the, the building like, man, this is really something. And then you go to the next door and you wait two hours out like, man, this is really something. Then you go to the next door and you're waiting for two hours like, man, this is really crazy. This, it never, it used to be a lot faster. I used to do shopping in two hours. Now it takes all day. Are you following me? We all had to figure out how to do life. Now, where am I going to find toilet paper? You know, you got to figure out some of the basicness. You know what I'm talking about. You had to try to figure this out. Praise God. Nobody has rice and beans no more. Like, what am I going to do without some rice and beans? Man, you shop high. You shop low. You go to and fro. Where's my pinto beans? Where's my pinto beans? You start making phone calls and nobody's answering the phone. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me. I call those cupboards full of pinto beans. Hallelujah. I call that cupboard full of toilet paper. Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, moving right along. Romans, I'm almost done. Romans 12, 21 in the Amplified. Do not let yourself be overcome by evil, but overcome and master evil with good. Look at what it says in the New Living Translation. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. And this one more at least. It says Romans 12, 21 in the Passion. Never let evil defeat you, but do what? You defeat evil with good. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you're anointed to do good. The same way that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Friends, you're anointed. Somebody say, I am anointed. I'm anointed with the same spirit that anointed Jesus. And I'm able to flow in the goodness that He flowed in. Hallelujah. Come on, give God thanks for that sense, saints. In closing, I'm going to say one thing. Rather than fainting, friends, we have to learn when it's the hardest. We have to learn how to put our praise on. Hallelujah. Put your praise on. I said, put your praise on. You raise a hallelujah in the middle of every storm. Don't you let a storm come by your house without you shouting a hallelujah and praising God that you've got victory. Hallelujah. You run up and down that hallelujah hallway and if you don't got one, get one. Hallelujah. You, if you don't have a shofar like Pastor Tom, I'm not saying you have to get one, but you can, you can let out a scream and let out a shout. Don't let the devil steal your shout. You can't have my wife. You can't have my kids. You can't have my family. You can't have my church. You can't have my pastor. You can't have my state. You can't have our schools. You can't have our cities. You certainly can't have my money in Jesus' name. And you can't have, you can't have what belongs to the body of Christ. And how about this? You can't have our harvest. It's harvest time. Hallelujah. 
harvest of soul. You can't have our harvest. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. So you put your praise on. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, it says in Psalms 50, verse 23. And to him that, uh, uh, whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that orders his conversation aright. Will I show, will I show, will I show the salvation of God. Now stand up, I'm going to read this. Uh, and you could read it with me in the Amplified. And we're going to shout a little bit. And then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. And, and then close out. Because I don't want to keep you here all night. Just most of the night. Hallelujah. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 19. Look what it says. Though the fig tree does not blossom... And there is no fruit in the vines. Though the product of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there are no cattle in the stalls. Yet! Yet! Come on, somebody say yet! 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 Hallelujah! For those of you that are pastors, though the offering may appear small. Yet! For those of you businessmen, those not too many clients signing up, say yet, yet, hallelujah, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, my personal bravery. He is my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk, not stand still in terror, but to walk right here in the nasty now and now and make spiritual progress upon my high places. Now watch in places of trouble, places of suffering, and places of responsibility. God is in you. God is on you. God is for you. He's all around you. He's all around us. And we're rising up in this hour. Give God a shout of praise for His goodness endures forever. Come on, somebody praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, if we were, if we had just a little bit of time, I might tag team with Tony over there and I know something would happen, but I got to like keep it down here. You know, we got to just like, just let's give God one more shout. One more shout. Hallelujah. 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 He's the same good God yesterday, today, and forever. Don't you let the devil talk you out of his goodness. Don't you negotiate. There are no deals with the devil. You take it all. You take all of God's goodness. He's at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. You take your health. You rise up and you walk. You eat that food in faith in Jesus' name. You declare and say that he satisfies my mouth with good things. And you put on those pounds in Jesus' name. You walk those blocks. You know who I'm talking about. You walk every step you take. You take in him. For in him you live. In him you move. And in him you have your being. And he will not let you down. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. We worship you tonight. Lord, we celebrate your goodness. Hallelujah. There is no other God like you who is able to bring out good in a dark situation. And so, Father, we are committed as a church. We are committed as a staff. We are committed as leaders. We're committed as moms and dads. We're committed, Lord, as sons and daughters to raise hallelujahs in the middle of the storm. And, Father, to call upon your goodness. And we are committed to not faint, not grow weak, and not lose heart when it's time for us to believe God for goodness right here in the land of the living. And we give you 
you all the praise and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get Brother Tony. We're going to get Brother Tony here. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's, come over here. Come over here. Hallelujah. to fight? Yes. Come on, are you a fighter? Yes. Are you going to fight? Yes. Are you going to fight the good fight of faith? Yes. Come on, fight the good. We're fighters. We are fighters. We're not losers. We're winners. We're overcomers. We're fighters and we always triumph. We'll always triumph. Stay in the fight. Stay in that battle ring. Don't bail out. Don't quit. Stand up and stand strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, there's some people that need, not just, I'm not saying here, but there's people around the world, you know, as we lift up our shouts and our hallelujahs, just as Peter, and they were in the midnight hour, as they worship, people got set free. Let's shout for the people in Afghanistan. Let's shout for those people. Let's shout for them. Let's lift it up. Hallelujah. 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 for the victory we thank you for the salvation we thank you lord for deliverance 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 we will see the goodness of god we will see the breakthrough we will see the glory of god we will stand and stand and declare the goodness of the lord hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. For you're called for such a time as this. <laughs> you stand in places of influence in the spirit and as you raise up your voice and you wield the sword of the spirit things are changed you are the world changers when everybody else is looking in other places for people that have titles it's those that hit their knees and seek the Lord and stand in the gap for the land and stand in the gap for families and stand in the gap for those that are sick they're going to bring freedom in this hour that is what I'm doing in the earth today and you have a major role in it say the Lord hallelujah major role major role Receive it. Receive that. Receive that. Make it personal. That was for you. That was, it, that was for me. That was for Receive that. Receive that word. I, yes, receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. And believe it. Receive it. And believe it. World changers. You are world changers. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 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 oh
We thank you. Oh, Jesus. Glory to Gloria. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We, oh, my, my. <laughs> Hallelujah. None of these things move me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Looking at the goodness of God looking at the goodness of your good shepherd, looking at his faithfulness and his kindness in the midst of everything going on around you, in your family, in your life in general, you can say boldly, none of these things move me because I know in whom I have believed. I have faith in the one true, only God, and he is mighty to save. He is God who will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a God who is with you, a God who dwells inside of you. He is not God far away, but he is closer than your skin. He's deeper than your soul. He's in your spirit that's been born of him. So do not be moved by the mountains. Don't be moved by the storms. Don't be moved by the boast of the enemy, but stand firm. And trust in the goodness of God. See the salvation of the Lord. Say, I know in whom I have believed. And rejoice. Rejoice while the walls are still up. Rejoice when you see the enemy coming in like a flood. Because we serve a God who gives great victories to his people. When we walk in faith. Hallelujah. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's time for the church to have eyes that see with faith, where we see things from God's heavenly perspective. When we realize that God is right now unfolding and revealing all the plans of the enemy. We've been praying for, praying for God to reveal things, and now we're seeing that he is revealing it. He's revealing it so that when he deals with it, we'll know that it is of God. He's revealing the strategies and the plans of the enemy, not so that the church would be afraid, but, but that's so that we can say, yes, Lord, deal with it, God. Deal with it with your righteous judgments. Move in our day, mighty God, and move across this nation, Lord, with your righteous word and your righteous judgments so that righteousness and justice can prevail in this land and the church can rise up with a bold voice and declare the ways of God and the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do not be moved, but stand firm and see the salvation of God. Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory to God. Wow. Ah, I'm so glad I came tonight. How about you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know how we're going out? We're going out with a shout, right? 